life is an incredible gift, and I think that's one of the main things that Jude's taught me. After he was born, there were a total of about 10 seconds when I thought that he was okay. And I'll treasure those 10 seconds for the rest of my life. My prayer from the beginning is that God would heal my son. And I knew that I was going to get to see that prayer answered someday. And I, with Melissa, I'm also so thankful for the ultimate healing that Jude has in heaven with Christ. And soon after my prayer of Jesus, heal my son, my prayer was, would you give me some time with him here on this earth? You might have watched that slideshow and thought, how in the world was that life good or a gift? And I'm telling you guys, it was amazing. To get that time with my son, to see him smile. I literally feel like at different moments when we're in the hospital, I got to see the high school graduation and the wedding. I feel like by God's grace, things passed through my soul, through the Holy Spirit, that were incredible. I feel like I got to know him. And I think that this perspective that you're hearing Melissa and I talk about, like she said, it comes from God's word. It comes from the truth of God's word. And that's what we've banked our entire lives on. And the Bible has come alive in a new way to us. It's been amazing. And I want to share three evidences of God's goodness and grace that we've seen in our lives that come from Romans chapter 5. We stand in God's grace, we rejoice in our sufferings, and we have otherworldly hope. We stand in God's grace. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. The foundation of our hope is that we have been justified by faith. We didn't work to earn any of this. God, in his mercy and grace, gave his son as a free gift. And Jesus Christ substituted himself for us on the cross so that we can be in relationship with God, not because of what we do, but because of what he's done. Do you know what that means? Pressure's off. We don't have to be good for God to bless us. We don't have to grieve perfectly. We can be mad sometimes. Sometimes I even cussed. And you know what? I believe that God loves me. Because the craziest thing about the Bible, this is one of the biggest misunderstandings, is that God loves sinners. He loves us. And because he loves us, we know that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God is not our judge. 
He's our Father. Everything that we've experienced was filtered by a loving hand. And that's what we experienced. From the beginning, we saw God's hand in this bitter providence. I remember standing at Masonic Children's Hospital. I just walked in. And that was the first oh crap moment I had. And I'm standing in that room and I'm looking around and I'm looking at all these doctors and I'm starting to figure out what's going on. And one of the doctors looked at me, looked at me in the eyes and he said, it's really, really bad. And I remember first I went to the bathroom, I fell down on the ground, I weeped my eyes out, wept my eyes out, and then I came back into the room. And I thought, do I circle the doctors up right now and pray? What do I do? Well, all I could do was walk up next to Jude's bed and I laid my hand on his head. And as quietly as I could say it, I said, Jesus, heal my son. And the only person who heard me say that is here. Sarah, where are you at? <laughs> hey, Sarah. God was there. Sarah was standing right next to me. She's the only person who heard me. And she starts boldly praying in Jesus' name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And from that moment on, I knew Jesus would walk us through this thing. And so we've seen evidence upon evidence of God's grace in the midst of our trial. We're, we're not faking it. Like, we're really thankful for you guys and how God lived through you and how he's worked through you. First of all, I want to thank my wife. She's incredible. She cared for Jude so well at every single turn. She asked me as he was dying, she's holding him. She said, do you want to hold him? I said, I want you to care for him until the end. I want you to be the one who ushers him into eternity. And that was just one moment among many where she, at every single turn, advocated for him, cared for him, and was right there for him. And I just want to publicly say, amazing grace my wife is. I also want to say thanks so much to my kiddos as well, Luke, Emma, Ari, Hazel. You guys were amazing. Thanks for keeping me lighthearted throughout this whole thing. Thanks for praying. At different points, I would break down and start crying, and my kids would just be like, let's pray. Like, yeah, let's do it. They've been absolutely incredible. A, a super small evidence of God's grace that was huge to us was seeing Jude smile. You know, that was, it was wonderful. It was amazing. We take for granted seeing each other smile all the time. But for him, in five months of life, he experienced maybe four and a half months of intense suffering. And so every time we saw a little smile, 
We were so thankful. I'm never going to see any of my other kids the same way again. What a grace just to see a smile. Two, want to thank my family. Man, you guys were incredible. Thanks for praying for me, walking me off the edge of the cliff. Thanks for caring for Jude. It was so fun. My favorite parts of the slideshow weren't pictures with me and it was pictures with you guys in it. Just thanks for loving him and caring for him and being with him. It was so amazing that all of you guys got to say goodbye to Jude. There's so many different ways that he could have exited this planet. And the fact that we knew that his death was coming allowed us to FaceTime all of you guys in. And it was such an incredible gift to me to see each of you get to say goodbye to him. I'll treasure those moments in the future where we just get to talk about him and what he would have been like and reminisce about the times that we did get with him. Thanks, dude, to our church family. You guys were such a grace to me. Man, the, just the hugs, the gift cards, the babysitting, the care that you showed us was incredible. Thanks to our, to our friends in the Adina community as well. You guys were amazing and bringing me. Sometimes people would come to our door and I would ask them where we knew them from. That's how frequent it was. And people are like, oh yeah, I, I just started coming to your church a couple weeks ago, so I brought you something more. Yeah, the girls are in preschool with your kids. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had to always, always be kind of figuring that out because we had so many people um, helping us. I also saw God's hand in God's sovereignty in Jude's death. Here's what I mean by that. I was at the pool. I had taken the kids to the pool. So I had all five of our kids who were at home with me at the pool. And I hear over the loudspeaker, Drew Stevenson, please come to the manager's office. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow, this is gonna be a tough exit because I figured something was going wrong at the hospital with Jude. And so we're standing in the kiddie pool and I grab Gabe and run to the manager's office. And I run in there and I start talking to Melissa on FaceTime on one of the lifeguards' phone. And I'm like, thinking, simultaneously talking to Melissa, she's like, you gotta come in here, this could be the end, you gotta get in here right now. I'm like, how am I gonna get all the kids and get in the van and get home? And I literally turned around and all of our kids were standing right there. If you don't believe in the sovereignty of God, <laughs> believe. That doesn't happen right there. That was amazing. So we got in the van and we drove to the hospital and like I said, was able to be there to, to usher Jude into eternity. This is gonna sound crazy to you guys. We literally feel like the most blessed people in the entire world. God has carried us. He's used you guys. We are so thankful for each of you. Therefore, the scripture goes a little bit further. It says that even our suffering is an evidence of God's grace in our lives. We can rejoice in our suffering this verse has always baffled me. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. Guys, it was brutal. The suffering that Jude experienced was real. And at different points, our prayer turned from, Jesus, 
heal our son to, God, we understand if you need to take our son. And there were all sorts of moments along the way where I went back and forth. It was like, heal him. Just take him because he's suffering so much. And I think it's been an interesting ride because I think so much of our grief has been along the way over the last five months. The, the slideshow you saw, that, that's been our life. We've been hovering over his bed. We've been having real conversations in the car. We've been watching him die. And I think, you know, it was, it was really interesting because when he did die, the first thing I did, this might sound crazy to you, is I ate a um, Chipotle burrito bowl. Um, so it was in the bag next to me. And the reason, I think, partly be- was because, because of our hope, I was like, it's over. It's over. His suffering is done. For the first time in his life, he's going to experience prolonged happiness. This is amazing. And then we drove home, and we pulled up to our house, and I hit the garage door opener button, and that's when I lost it. And I'm just like, but I'm going to miss this guy. There's, I, I think I wrote that on the, um, on the obituary. There's always going to be six Stevenson kids. He's always going to be our sixth. And it's like there's a little shadow walking around everywhere we go. We were just walking into restaurant after church and I took four of our kids into the restaurant and I said, oh, it's okay, guys. Mom's going to bring in baby Jude. And our kids go, dad, baby Jude's dead. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, and it was, I mean, kind of a fun moment with the kids or whatever because they're laughing about that, right? And, uh, which is so inappropriate. And, um, <laughs> like I said, they give me perspective. Um, Anyway, I've just been thinking through all the different things that I'm going to miss with him along the way. And I think the grief comes from not being able to see him go to kindergarten and not being able to see him go to his first awkward middle school dance and not getting to walk him through the problems that he's dealing with in high school and graduate from high school and go to college and get married and play in the NBA, right? (laughs) I can say that, even though there was no chance because he's got me as his dad. But in all of that, in all of our loss, in all of our grief, and it comes on me in, in different moments sort of unexpectedly, even though our loss is incalculable, thought about that. Jude was made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, which means he's unique, he's irreplaceable. We'll never get him back in this life. And he'll always be part of our family. But in our sorrow, we can rejoice. And the scripture describes that here 
It says more than that. We rejoice in our sufferings. So we rejoice in heaven. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. How is that possible? It's possible because the central event in human history is suffering. I reflected on this a lot as I looked at Jude and I watched him suffer. And I began to ask the why question. As soon as I began to ask the why question, God gave me the answer. I know what it's like to watch my son suffer. The central story in human history is that God sent his son to die in our place for our sin. He suffered in our place, which means Jesus chose this path that we're on, which means it's the best possible path. We rejoice in our sufferings because our suffering with joy gives us evidence that we're children of God, that our faith is real, that heaven is real, that it has substance, that's a real place. And so thirdly, we have otherworldly hope. Our hope isn't in this life. Scripture says hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so what the Holy Spirit is doing in both Melissa and I right now is he's telling us that Jesus is coming back and that everything is going to be made right and everything is going to be made new and this is not the end of the story. We're going to see him again. This is what I'm imagining this is going to be like. I'm going to show up in heaven. I'm going to fall down on my knees before Jesus Christ and I'm going to say, thank you for the gift of eternal life. And he is going to say to me, let me introduce you to somebody. And all of the sadness and the sorrow and the grief will turn into everlasting joy. This light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, which means that this will actually turn out for our good, and I want all of you to have a front row seat to that. I want you to see it. It's going to be amazing. I said to my dad as he was looking into the casket, something that Jesus said all the time, he said, he's not dead, he's sleeping. This isn't the end of the story. And my greatest joy is that through Jude's death, you would believe this story. That you would believe this good news. That you would know this hope that goes beyond the grave with us. So if you're looking and you're saying, I don't know how I would be able to handle something like this. I don't know if I 
have that hope. I don't know if I believe in Jesus. There would be no greater joy for, me, for us than that you would place your faith in him. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. Jesus has purchased it. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this hope. Thank you for the gift of Jude's life. Thank you that you are present with us here. Thank you that we can grieve. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you for all of these people supporting us. Thank you that you have poured your love into our hearts. Thank you that you are a father who can be trusted. Thank you that you will walk us through this until the end. Thank you for your word and for your spirit. Thank you that we will never be alone. Thank you for the hope that we have laid up for us in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.